Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Sunday, November 19th, 2017. This is episode 151, Private Music Instruction, Student Expectations. This is the second of three consecutive podcast episodes in which I'm going to be discussing private music instruction. The first episode was designed for parents and the last one will be designated for teachers, the private instructors themselves. Any student who's listening to this episode should absolutely tune in to the first episode as you will hear some things that might be repeated and also understand the parent-family side of things and have hopefully a greater appreciation for everything that your family is doing for you if in fact they are paying for your lessons. Student expectations for private music instruction. Well, I think it goes without saying that if you've decided to get lessons, there is a specific reason. So I think the first thing is that any student has to be very, very clear with the instructor what it is that you've hired the instructor for. You can never ever forget you have hired the instructor. Now the instructor may have a plan in place for you which he or she should lay out and give detailed information. Anyone who hasn't done that for you, well, that may tell you all you need to know about that person. You as a student always have to be sure that any tutor, anyone who's working with you, knows what you need help with. You've hired them for some type of help. Maybe it's because you're struggling in a particular area. Perhaps you simply don't understand the material. It's too difficult to comprehend. You also have to be honest with yourself, and honest with your private instructor is part of the problem you. As in, are you not putting in the effort necessary? Maybe there are reasons behind the the fact that you're not putting the effort in. The teacher you normally have in school doesn't connect with you. The teacher might have methods that don't work for you. Or... Maybe you just don't really like the teacher, or the teacher just isn't really that great at what he or she does. Sadly, that happens. It happens in all walks of life. happens in all fields. There are people that are exceptional, there are people that are good, and there are people that are just not so good at what they do. So I think that it's really key that students are very upfront and forthright about what it is you need from these lessons. I would have to say out of all of my 
criticisms of students over the years, that would be the biggest one. No student should have to be whining and complaining to a parent or a family member about something going on in the lesson and then have the parent be the person to have to then pass the information along. I mean, you can do that. I always, as an instructor, strongly prefer that the student says something. Now, of course, if the student's five or six years old, that's different, but it's less than likely that a five or six-year-old is listening to this podcast episode. It's probably someone who's at least a teenager or might even be older, might even be 19, 20, 21 years old. But I think that when you're at this age, you should be taking a little more control. Even if you're not the person paying for the lessons, you know that someone else is. And more often than not, the people in your household do not know what needs to be said. Let me give you an example. Let's say you play the clarinet and you're going to get private lessons from someone. If you say to your dad, uh, I'm having issues going over the break, the average parent, the average father, is probably not going to have any idea what you're talking about. Unless you sit there and explain it to him, or he's actually played the clarinet himself, or knows a lot about music. If you're an oboe player and you say, well, I, I want to start learning how to make my own reeds. Well, the parents may understand that from the perspective that oboe reeds are extremely expensive, but they may not understand, oh my goodness, we're gonna have to get the necessary tools which involve, involve knives and Yes, the the reeds you're going to ultimately be able to make will be better than the ones you're going to be buying from the store. Now, your teacher's going to understand that, but the person who's paying for your lessons may not. So what I say to all students is take charge. Take charge of your lessons. And... Be very clear about what it is you need, your expectations. I say the same thing to students even in relation to their education in school. You know, you're there, and even if you are there in a public school setting, for instance, where you're not paying a dime to go to that school, you are entitled to the best possible education you can receive. Which means that in a polite manner, not coming off as a jerk, but in a polite manner, you need to make sure that you're getting everything you can from that instructor, that you understand everything. You should expect the best possible instruction that you can receive. And I empower students to, and I implore them to do that. 
teachers in some ways may not like it. To which I say, too bad. Because any teacher that's worth their weight in, in anything is going to be only too, only too willing to help out a student, especially a student who has demonstrated that he or she wants the help. Now, in terms of student expectations, here's the flip side of it. Teachers want you to be prepared. And I'll take this one step further. Teachers want you to be honest. Don't lie to your instructor about the amount of time you worked on a specific exercise or a passage or specific instructions that you were given by the instructor that you didn't do. Don't lie to your teacher. And I'm going to tell you why not. Most teachers, most private instructors will pick up on this very, very quickly. I'm very, very good at this point in my career at being able to detect when someone is pulling my leg. Someone's not being truthful with me about the amount of time that that, that, that he or she is, has practiced, that he or she has, I like to use the word prepared. I don't think practice is even a good word because when you say that you practice for three hours, to me, that means nothing. It means zero. Now, if you say, I practiced a half hour for six days and each session was for about 15 minutes and I did two sessions a day and during each session I did X, Y, and Z. Well, guess what? I'm almost definitely going to believe that because you're being very, very specific. And when I listen to a student and when any teacher listens, we should be able to hear instantly what kind of progress you were able to make. And if you feed us a bunch of baloney, then it's not helping anybody. I mean, I won't go to the, to the extreme and say that it's hurting anyone because it's really not hurting anyone. It's hurting your parents in their pocketbook. That's where it's hurting them. Hurting them in the wallet. When you are saying that you did X, Y, and Z and you really didn't, now the money has been wasted because the teacher's not going to be able to help you the right way. So be very honest with your teachers and make sure that you're prepared. It's a privilege to be able to have a private instructor, to be able to get the assistance that you need, but you have to meet that person halfway and you should want to. Student expectations. Be prepared in terms of being ready for the start of the lesson. Now, this means if you are going to your teacher, meaning you're going to their location, they will have very specific instructions, or should anyway, about what you're supposed to do as soon as you arrive. 
This may involve, if you play an instrument, for instance, having the instrument out in advance before you head into the room if you're waiting for another student. It may have to do with warming up before you arrive. There might be something involving the payment of your lesson. Perhaps your family member is not waiting with you and may be dropping you off. It's your responsibility to make sure that the payment is there and is given at the appropriate time in the lesson to the instructor. These are under student expectations and obviously parent expectations as well, but I think I think there's something to definitely be said. I actually enjoy when the student has to give me the payments. Because when the student has to give me the payment, the student now realizes, wow, this chunk of money is now being given to the teacher. And it usually adds a little bit more responsibility. So there are a lot of different things that go into student expectations for any private lesson. I can tell you that my expectations for students from a teacher's point of view is that I, I want the student to always be giving me their maximum effort at all times. Because I cannot, as a teacher, maximize your potential and take you to the next level whatever that level is going to be, if you're not giving me your all. And a lot of that has to do in the practicing that occurs over the course of the week. Students should generally memorialize the lesson in some way, meaning writing notes down, some teachers are okay, some teachers demand that you do it, and some teachers don't like it, but recording the actual lesson. You definitely need to ask the teacher about that if the teacher hasn't said anything to you. But you want to remember as many things as possible from the lesson, so that you can go back later on and be able to capture any important information that you may have forgotten from the lesson at the time when it was happening. There are so many different student expectations as you can see. There's so many different things you as a student should be held accountable for. And I personally have always been of the mindset that your age does not matter with this. I will say it now, and I hope that a lot of other teachers will echo me, but I cannot stand when a parent is doing everything for the child in terms of getting ready for the lesson. I personally despise that, especially if the student is at the person's house. The student should be the one setting up chairs. The student should be getting the, the area ready. All of that. It just adds to the responsibility. And if you are a student listening to this, take heed. Do this. 
even something like a nice gesture, just bringing something to your teacher, whatever it might be. If you know that your teacher likes coffee or something and you're coming to their to the lesson, you bring them a coffee, that's just, it's just a nice thing to do. So hopefully this will be helpful. Hopefully this will give you some perspective on student expectations, both thinking about it what's important for you and what's important in relation to what the teacher might be wanting from you. I encourage you, as I said before, to also listen to my episode, which discusses parent expectations and you, you're not going to lo- uh, lose anything by listening to the, the teacher expectations either. I think the more information people have about private music instruction, the more things are clarified. I I can tell you that in all of the years that I've taught, it's the, the, the few issues I've had with my lessons, specifically some of the, the, the students that I've taught and their families, they've come from a misunderstanding not realizing what the expectations were by someone or everyone which is why I'm doing this podcast episode and why all three of them are important to everyone as I have mentioned with all of my podcast episodes Please contact me at any time if you have any comments or concerns. Uh, And just on a complete and total side note, if you have gotten this far and you've enjoyed the podcast episode and you would like to even have a lesson with me, because I do lessons uh, not just in person, but I also do lessons via Skype, and you would like to get some more information or just get an idea of what a lesson would be like, please feel free to contact me at any time and I'll be more than happy to make the appropriate arrangements with you. I wish you all the best and happy practicing.